What's up? It is Tracy Jackson, also known as the Spiritual Cheerleader, coming to you live with your weekly pep. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Weekly Pep. This week's episode is entitled, You Are the One You've Been Waiting For. Obviously, um, I know this, this particular subject has real, real meaning for me. Um, I hope that it has meaning for you. Uh, often in our lives, we feel that the solutions to our problems, the issues that we're going through, the negativity that we feel ourselves experiencing, everything um, is you know, completely outside of us. And some of us wish for the proverbial white knight on shining armor to come save us. Some of us see it as uh, the job, the promotion, the money, and still others see it as the soulmate, the love. Um, and finally, others see it as, you know, the guru. <laughs> and this whole episode is really about you being your own guru. You being the one that is in charge of um, your reality and what you are experiencing and how you let the things that you're experiencing affect you. All of that um, is encompassed in the message for the day, which is, again, you are the one that you've been waiting for. So um, really the truth of the matter is that everything that we look for outside of us is really already within us. It might be uh, covered up or uh, buried underneath all of the things that we have learned over the course of our life or the um, basic set of conditions that uh, have been operating in our life from, you know, the time that we were little. If we look back to that time, if we look back to the time when we were younger, um, we were fearless. We would do things that now we say, man, no, I can't do it. Um, I, you know, in some sense, it, it might be, you know, things that that end up saving you. But for the most part, we have become afraid of doing things that um, are not so detrimental to us, but we act as if they are. Um, perfect example of this is, you know, when we were younger, I, my, I always talk about going to the fair. There was a local fair that used to come into my town uh, every October, and I would get on those rides, even though <laughs> the rides were put up in like a week's time. You couldn't pay me to get on them now, right? Um, that's like a valid reason, you know, for holding some fear or whatever, because you can see like, Hey, they're, they're, they put them up in a week. Like it's very easy. There's a good chance that there might be something wrong with that, you know, because they're putting them up so quickly, but you know, at the same time, they do go traveling around the world and potentially, hopefully everything's okay. Right. Um, we transfer that type of fear onto things that we want to do every day though. Like we say, 
oh, you know what? I heard that there was this new event or whatever, but you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm too scared to go. I, that's, you know, what if I go there and like, I don't find anyone or I don't, I don't feel like I'm liked or what if I, you know, step out to, you know, venture back to school? Oh, I don't, I don't have time to do that. Um, what if I take this class for this hobby I like? Man, none of my friends are interested in this. I don't want to go by myself. I don't want to do this alone. Um, and really, we, we bury, we've buried kind of that, that essence of us, the things that we truly like to do um, under fear. And that makes us not realize that what we're seeking when we say we're seeking something outside of us is really something that we're seeking within ourselves, um, but we've just buried it for forever. Um, we've just piled on and piled on until we can't recognize it anymore. And so the, the thing that we need to do is just tap in to what's already within, within us so that it gets amplified so that we can become a magnet for those things that we are wanting and wishing for our lives. And like I said, that happens when we start kind of unearthing those things that have been buried or, you know, peeling off the layers of the conditioning that we have encountered over the course of our lives. Um, This year, I'm actually turning 40 and like I feel more (laughs) like five-year-old me than I feel like I ever have in my entire life, um, even at age six, right? Um, because like I said, conditioning had really buried me. I had become what I felt was, um, was expected of me become what I felt others wanted to see of me. And I wasn't being true to me. I wasn't really uh, listening to what I wanted to do. I was more so kind of following the crowd with, you know, what others wanted me to do. And over time, I, I started looking for that, that savior, if you will, that person that was going to come in and just change my life. Like I just, I had these, you know, imaginings of, I don't know, winning Publishers Clearinghouse or, you know, marrying some rich man or, you know, um, just being whisked away and never having to deal with the stuff that I didn't want to deal with again, you know, and I, I would kind of check out um, and, and zone out of what was really happening in my life because I was just like, oh, well, that, that night is going to come, you know, like that person's going to come save me. Someone is going to come save me. If I just pray hard enough or whatever, it's going to happen. They're just going to come. They're going to come. But I never really did anything to make that happen. And it's not necessarily things that you have to do, um, you know, physically actions, though it can be, um, it's just, it's a change 
in how you uh, perceive and view your your surroundings, your life, your everyday circumstances. And that's what changed for me. I ended up becoming more empowered. I ended up seeing things completely differently than I saw them before. And I now feel like I have an active role or am taking an active role in the life that I want to live. Um, and you can do that too. So you might be saying like, how do I do this? And um, I'm going to share with you five simple steps to do that. Hopefully we can do that pretty quickly. But the first one um, is to really recognize that no one's coming to save you. Um, I, you know, in my current job, do a lot of talking uh, to people and I hear a lot of them say, um, you know, this person's being a real bully to me. And I just want to know if there's something that I can do um, to make this not happen. And I'm like, there are no laws <laughs> really against somebody just being rude, right? Like that, I, and I tell them, I was like, it's like human 101. Like, yeah, typically you are not supposed to be rude to other people. You're not supposed to be mean to other people. It happens. But I can't, you know, slap them with a, a lawsuit for, you know, just being rude. I mean, technically you probably could, but like if that happened, seriously, like the court system would be even worse than it already is. <laughs> so, so we can't do that. What has to happen is that you have to establish your boundaries around what you are willing to accept from another person. You know, you have to put somebody um, in their place when they say, you know, something really rude to you. You And you don't have to do it in a mean way. You can just say, excuse me, um, you know, I'm being very respectful to you in this conversation. I, I would like the same for myself. Like, please do not call me um, anything other than my name and I will do the same for you. You know, like, let's have a respectful conversation. It does not need to get heated. It does not need to escalate. We can talk about this, you know, in a civilized manner. And like most times, like people are so thrown off by somebody like standing up for themselves that they recognize like, hey, you know what? I gotta, I gotta check myself. But firstly, we have to recognize that no one's coming to save us. No one is coming to save us. If we don't step up for ourselves, no one else is there to do it for us. Maybe when we were little, you know, we would go home and tell our mom so-and-so did this or, you know, we would tattle on our friends. I remember that, like tattletelling. And I, like I said, that happens on my job all the time. People try to tell me what other people do. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to go out there and slap them like with the <laughs> with the, an issue, like if you want to file something against them, you're welcome to do it. But I I'm not going to go out and enforce against them just because you're coming to tell me that they're doing something. Right. So no one's coming to save you. Um, and I, I literally say this to the people I talk to every day. I'm like, we don't have a secret brute force that's going to come out and like, you know, make somebody do something. So you're going to have to take the actions yourself to um, help enforce 
this in the sense of, you know, filing that suit or, or, you know, getting an attorney involved or, you know, going to a court or going to a mediator who can actually enforce the agreement that's not being, you know, adhered to at that point. Um, but you literally some action has to be taken on the part of the person who feels victimized in whatever way. Um, so one of the ways, like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be physical. And that's why um, I'm saying what I'm going to say next. Um, but it, it can be, obviously, like I just, um, like the example I just gave. But I typically ask spirit to lead me. You know, I ask it to tell me how I can move through this, this perceived challenge, this perceived um, obstacle that I am going through so that I can get to the next step. And spirit comes through. Spirit will. that They'll put you on the phone with me to give you the guidance to, you know, go seek counsel or, you know, find a mediator or whatever. But, it, it, you know, outside of that example, let's just say you're looking for a job if you're looking for a job and you ask spirit, spirit, what should I do? The spirit might say, you know what, go to that networking event that you saw in your email inbox, go to, um, you know, this particular job board because there is a job on there that I really want you to see or whatever. And that literally, that is how I got my current job. Um, because I was, I was intending to have a job that allowed me flexibility and the, the ability to work from home. And just so happened that one day spirit said, go look at the jobs. And I happened to see this one and applied and got it. But it was just, it, it was all spirit. Spirit leading me and guiding me to it because I had been on those job boards for three months. And like from what uh, I was being told by the the people that hired me, they were like, oh, yeah, like this is the last one of the this is the last position that we're offering. We hired we started hiring about two or three months ago. I had been on there looking two or three months ago, but I never saw it. Right. So spirit opened my eyes to it and and had me hone in on it for a reason and it was because I asked I asked to be led to that so um allow spirit to guide you and recognize that no one's coming to save you you got to do this yourself no one uh next up is no one knows better than you what's good for you and I think I spoke about this in last week's episode but we have to recognize that we know ourselves better than anyone ever could. Um, however, we've forgotten. We've many times forgotten who we are. And we've forgotten who we are because we've become so conditioned to be a certain way for others. Instead of really um, being ourself for ourselves. So it's really about taking that time to get in touch with the true you to find out what it is that you really like to do, to find out where it is that you really want to go and standing up for yourself and recognizing that, yay, hey, my friends may not want to go to this concert with me, but I'm gonna go because I really like it. Who knows, you might meet somebody there that you end up becoming friends with. 
or, you know, going to an art exhibit or going to the museum or, you know, going to a, a particular dance class or painting class or whatever, you might end up finding someone there that you end up befriending and becoming, you know, really, really close friends with, but you, and, and they get the real you, right? Because this is something that you truly like to do that maybe your other friends aren't even aware of and don't even know about you. So that, that is something that you really need to tap into, tap into that fact that no one knows you better than you. Also, uh, the next item is that there's no knowledge that anyone has that is unattainable for you in your own way. Um, this one was a big one for me in recognizing that I was the one I was waiting for. Um, because when I first embarked on this journey, obviously I got a lot of insight from amazing teachers and I loved them and I needed that. I needed these amazing teachers and coaches and, um, you know, leaders to kind of help me to own my own ability to lead and my own ability to teach and my own ability to coach. Like I, I needed that. I needed to see that. I needed to um, understand it and I needed to learn. Obviously we'd need that time to learn, but at the same time too, I can't necessarily look at them and say, well, you know, they, they're so successful. That'll never be me. Like they've got some gift that I don't have. No, not, not necessarily true. Um, we all have unique gifts. We all were sent here for a, a particular purpose and only we can do what it is that we are supposed to do. Only we have the particular set of circumstances that we've lived through, that we've endured, that, that will inform who we are to lead and teach and coach. And so, yeah, maybe I'm not on the level of the teachers that I um, went to, but that doesn't mean that that's outside my reach or outside my grasp. And that was something that I had to recognize for myself and something that you have to recognize for yourself, too, on this journey of recognizing that you're the one you've been waiting for. You are your own guru. You are the one that is in charge of saying what it is that you want to do. Um, next up is <laughs> this line um, that Marianne Williamson says it a lot in her speeches um, it, when she was teaching on A Course in Miracles. She would always say, no one is special and everyone is special. <laughs> and um, I always took this to mean that Obviously, in the in the context of spirit, we're all one. We're all the same. We're all equal. But at the same time, too, like I said, we all have these unique set of gifts that we've been given that only we have. Right. And so I'm no better than the person next to me. And that person next to me is no better than I am. Uh, this was really, really um, exemplified for me with one of my um, teachers and mentors, Gabby Bernstein. I went to Spirit Junkie Masterclass Level 2, and I remember her telling us one day in class, because people would be like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Like, oh, Gabby, you know, like, oh, like, I can't believe I'm talking in front of you. Like, I'm freaking out. And she was like, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
I am not, you know, Gabby Bernstein, New York, New York Times bestselling author. I mean, obviously she is Gabby Bernstein, New York Times bestselling author, but she was emphasizing this point. She said, I'm your friend right now. Like I, I'm just like anybody else in this room, take off that label for me and recognize that I'm here to help you. I'm here to, you know, critique and coach and help you to be the best you that you can be. And I don't want you to look at me as anything other than a friend um, this week. And it was like amazing to me because I was like, this is awesome, right? How many, how many people do you know are going to be like, take off my New York Times bestselling hat and just treat me like a friend, <laughs> right? Um, but it, it made things different in that room. The environment changed, the, the feelings changed, people got more vulnerable, people were able to be their true selves because they're not gabbing to, I know, pun intended, gabbing to uh, a New York Times bestselling author, they're gabbing to a friend, right? And that's what I feel like exemplified in that no one is special and everyone is special. Finally, um, re- uh, the thing that I want you to realize is that there is an innate part of you that never changes, regardless of what's going outside of you, um, regardless of the situations that are changing all around you, because obviously life is full of changes, but there's a part of us that never does. Um, There's a part of me now at almost 40 that's exactly the same as that little girl at age five that has the sense of wonder, that has that kind of bravado, um, that has (laughs) that fierceness and, um, you know, kind of that entertainment sensibility, um, you know, just kind of being a ham and over the top Uh, and I, I didn't recognize it. Like it, it, it came out at certain times over the course of my life. And I never really realized like how much I was like moving back to me. But over the course of these past, I would say two years, I really recognized so much of that little girl in me. And, um, that, that is me at my core essence. Like that's going to be me you know, at at age 80, uh, when I leave my body and go back to spirit, I'm going to, you know, be that way. Um, Hopefully that will be significantly after 80. (laughs) But, you know, like, this is me at my core. I, I, this is who I came in as. And it's who I am. Like my mother always, you know, talks about it. She's like, I don't know where you and your brother got these you know, big animated personalities from. And it's just, it, it's innately within us. And I personally, I think, feel like a lot of it was <laughs> what I, I grew up on and like, you know, being um, someone who was so fascinated by books and television and kind of like that world of imagination. It was something that I feel kind of permeated my being and made me who I am today. But that part of me is never going to change. That part of me that 
wanted to enroll as a dancer. I'm always going to have that love of dance in me. Even if I'm not dancing, I'm going to be watching other people do it. You know, I love that. Um, the, the fact that I, you know, movies, all of that, that's innately part of me. The fact that I have, um, you know, compassion or I'm sensitive. Like my, I remember my, when I was little, my parents used to always say, don't wear your feelings on your sleeve. You know, you're so sensitive. And that's just me. And now I own it like a badge of honor because I feel like it's my superpower. But it's the part of me that never changes. And you have a part of you that never changes too. And that's what this whole podcast is about, is about finding that for yourself, finding that part of you that never changes and recognizing that you have the power to make the changes in your life that you really want to make. So, um, obviously this is a little bit longer, but I just want to recap the things, um, that, you should do. Um, first off, recognize that no one's coming to save you, that you're going to be the one that saves yourself. Number two, no one knows better than you what's good for you. Number three, there's no knowledge that anyone else has that's unattainable for you in your own way. Um, number four, no one is special and everyone is special. And finally, there's a part of you that never changes. And you've got to tap into that. So if you are struggling with tapping into that part of you that never changes and finding that part of you that can help you live empowered um, and live uh, from a standpoint of understanding um life circumstances in a completely different way, not seeing life as just kind of um, kicking you when you're down, but seeing it as a tool, seeing it as there's some lesson that I'm supposed to learn in this, what I, what's going on in my situation right now, then please feel free to reach out to me. Obviously, that is what I do. I would love to hear back from you to know if this helped you, if there was um, any particular item that you'd like more information on or anything that uh, any questions that I can help answer for you and Anchor, um, who I record this podcast through, has the ability on all the podcast players for you to send me a message to let me know any questions that you have. So please feel free to take um, take them up on that and take me up on it. And I hope that you have a wonderful week this week. I hope um, you have a wonderful Memorial Day and I will talk to you again soon. Have a great one. Bye.